Welcome to Grow Well Podcast. I'm your host, Dusty Heggie. And here on the show, we talk about houseplants, we talk about personal growth, and we talk about how to celebrate our creator through his incredible gift of nature and how we can keep that nature alive within our homes. It's something I get really passionate about and it's something I can't wait to grow well right alongside you. You guys, it has been a crazy week of working and coursework and podcast recordings and somehow I just missed today's episode. So it's coming out a few hours late. If you're used to coming getting these episodes bright and early on Monday, I'm sorry I'm a little bit behind, but let's dive in. Welcome to episode 31 of the Grow Well podcast. Today we are talking houseplant warning signs and troubleshooting and this episode is just going to be packed with goodness. But I'm going to be honest, the best way to diagnose any plant problems is by understanding first how a plant works. So my goal throughout my course, Get Planty Houseplant Foundations, is to equip you with that foundational understanding of houseplant care so that you can do that. I'm nearing finishing up all of the new content and all of the new improvements, but it's not quite ready yet. My goal is to have it out by the end of the summer. Until then, if you head back to the last episode or two episodes back, episode 29, I have a really great place for you to start, which is understanding photosynthesis. It's a nice quick episode about how a plant photosynthesizes and everything you need to know about photosynthesis from the perspective of a houseplant gardener. So photosynthesis is the process by which a plant creates its own food and without food, a plant dies just like every living thing. And everything we do as a houseplant gardener goes back to understanding photosynthesis and helping our plants to photosynthesize. So knowing this will help you have a better idea of how a houseplant works. And I'm doing some air quotes there so that you can make it work. Some more air quotes for you. So before we dive in, I want to read a quick review on iTunes. I cannot tell you just how incredibly grateful I am when you guys take a few moments, and I know it can be kind of a troublesome app to navigate to be able to leave a review. When you take a moment and leave a review, it does mean the world to me. So I have one here that says, love this podcast so much is the title. It says, Dusty is so much fun, super amazing speaker, and real and honest. She makes me giggle and steps on my toes. My favorite combo. She has saved my houseplants and challenged my heart. If you love Jesus and houseplants, listen, listen, listen. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for this review. It really, honestly, it means so much to me. I can always feel a little bit like embarrassed and silly asking for you guys to go and leave a review, but I just got to get over it because those reviews matter so much in being able to get this podcast into the ear holes of more people who should be listening. And it helps me to secure some really incredible guests. And I have some really incredible guests coming down the line and I can't wait to be able to dive in. And so first I'm going to give you three really simple steps to kind of ask yourself three questions to ask yourself and to assess to be able to diagnose your plant. So there's a process I sort of walk people through before we even get into what the actual problem might be to be able to help kind of narrow down some things and see what about its care might be off. And then we're going to dive into a little bit more nitty gritty of some really common warning signs and some common houseplant problems people have based on these three steps. So the very first thing you need to consider before you really diagnose formally what might be going on with your houseplant is to assess the light. So we covered it in episode 29, but light is the catalyst for photosynthesis and it is really important. This is why bringing the right plant into your home is so has so much value and that is because there's not really a whole lot we can do to control light in our home. Whereas watering is really hands-on and we are like solely in charge of how much water a plant gets. 
light is a different story. And so we need to be able to bring a plant into our home that is going to thrive within the levels of light that we already have or supplement by adding more artificial lighting. And I have um, Soltech Solution coming on in a few episodes to unpack artificial lighting and I'm really excited to be able to dive into that topic. But on the topic of bringing the right plant into your home, which really is the most important place to start and not just impulse buying a plant that because it's beautiful, I have a free quiz for you at dustyheggy.com slash quiz and it pairs you with a plant that I think will do best based on your light conditions, based on your experience and all that kind of good stuff. So you can take that quiz at dustyheggy.com slash quiz quiz. I super love hearing people's results. I've had over a thousand people take the quiz. And so if you take the quiz, screenshot your results and tag me at grow well podcast on Instagram. Cause I, I geek out and I love seeing people's results. So make sure you tell me what yours are. But after we bring in the right plant within our home, it's important to recognize that plants grow outside. And because plants aren't meant to grow indoors, our job is to replicate its outdoor environment indoors. And that really does start with light. I get a lot of people saying like, oh, that makes so much sense when I start to explain this to people. And it's a topic I dive really deep into within Get Planty because truly this should be the lens through which we're looking at our houseplants and how to be able to keep them alive within the confines of our home. And there are so many factors to consider. Um, And that's why that quiz is going to be really, really helpful. So start first with light. Um, And as a good rule of thumb, if your plant can see the sky, some more air quotes for you, then it's probably okay. So get eye level with your plant. And if it had eyes, can it see the open sky? If not, it's more than likely true that your plant needs to be moved to a spot with more light, like closer to the light source. So that's step number one, assess the light. Step number two, watering habits based on light exposure. So watering is fickle because like I mentioned earlier, we have so much control over water It's the area I see people, a lot of people make mistakes on because we really want to love on our plants. And so we water and we water and we water, but really we're drowning them out. And so I have a two part series on watering. I think it's episodes five and six, if you wanted to take advantage of that, but it really is important element to understand and to learn. And especially in diagnosing plant problems after we've assessed lighting, then we look at watering. So watering your plants is not something that you can really schedule, like sticking to a a strict three cups of water every week. Like that is not a healthy or good way to water your houseplants. And the reason is because there truly are so many factors at play to determine whether or not your plant will need water. Like soil type, how much light it's getting is the main one. What time of year it is, the growth speed, the particular species of plant you have. And honestly, there's even more factors, which I dive deep into within Get Planty. And I'm not going to do that all right now because I want to look at this through the lens of troubleshooting houseplant problems. But because watering really trips people up, I do want to take a second to give you a few general rules. So first, it is so important that you understand that water levels are directly affected by light exposure. So referring back again to episode 29 on photosynthesis, we know that light is the fuel, so to speak, that pulls water and carbon dioxide together to feed the plant. So the light is the catalyst of plant growth and of photosynthesis. So a really good example to break this down is a snake plant. We all know what a snake plant is. They're pretty trendy. Another common name is mother-in-law's tongue, which always cracks me up. But snake plants are semi-succulent and therefore they require fewer waterings because they have a modified water storage system, which is why they are succulent. 
So they are typically advertised as a low light plant. And in a low light conditions, which a snake plant will tolerate, but truly not prefer, they would, they would much rather be in medium or higher light, a snake plant will not have the energy, the light energy to convert to chemical energy to photosynthesize when it's in a low light condition. So it will do it all right, but it will do it at a much slower speed. Do you follow? So let's say your plant is photosynthesizing. It's creating its own food at a much slower speed. And then if you dump a ton of water in that plant, it's going to stress that plant out because it can barely keep up with the little bit of photosynthesis that it can do. And then you're drowning out those roots with water and it can't use all of that water because it just doesn't have the energy to. And so all of that water sits on the roots and it suffocates the plant and that plant in a, in a sense just drowns out. Like it just, it, it will just drown. Does that make sense? I know this is a really complicated process and I'm paring it down into a few short sentences. And so there are, I guess, some gaps in this explanation, but I think it gets my point across. So the summation of this is that in less than ideal light exposure, you need less than ideal water as well. So in its native environment, where a snake plant is going to get a whole lot more sun than it will in the darkest corner of your home, it's also going to get a whole lot more water. Do you follow? Okay, so after we assess light and then we assess water, we need to evaluate the root health. So the roots perform so many important tasks. And through the lens of photosynthesis and what we need to know for the sake of just this episode in troubleshooting houseplant problems, they pull up moisture from the growing medium so that the plant can use all of that water and nutrients to photosynthesize. So root health is very, very, very overlooked in houseplant care. So the things that affect root health are like the proper potting, which means pot size, um, the size, I mean, sorry, pot size, pot material, the growing medium, the fertilizer that you use are just a few of the things that are going to go into the overall root health. So, and the biggest of those being a drainage hole. If your plant is not potted in a pot with a drainage hole, step one, repot your plant into a pot with a drainage hole. This is non-negotiable. Okay, so when we're faced with potential plant problems, we first need to assess light exposure. Is it getting enough light? Is it getting too much light? Second, we need to feel the soil and assess water management. Is it moist enough? Is it not moist enough? How does that need to change? And then third, inspect overall root health and all those factors involved, meaning make sure there's a drainage hole, make sure that you have the correct soil type, those kinds of things. So light, water, and then roots. And then come to a slow diagnosis. Be patient with yourself and with your plant. And remember that in the end, it really is just a plant. And that, though there is so much you can learn through these plants, and I cannot help but see their incredible value and how much fun and goodness they they can bring into our lives, it really is just a plant. So know that this is a trial and error kind of process, a learn-as-you-go kind of hobby. And that's what you're doing right now, right? That's what we're here listening to this, listening to me chat away about warning signs. Okay, so now that we have a good system to start to understand how to diagnose plant pro- whoa, how to diagnose plant problems, we need to remember that usually when you do have an issue with your plant, more often than not, it is directly related to the growing conditions your plant is in. So that is why I wanted to walk you through those three steps. Occasionally, it can be things like pests or diseases that are just going to be outside of your control. So this is why doing some observing and probably a little bit of follow-up research after this episode, if you currently have a struggling plant, is really going to be the thing that 
helps your plants to succeed because if you want it to grow well, you just have to do a little bit of the effort and the work to understand how to facilitate your plant to grow well. Okay, so let's dive in to a few of the most common problems I see people struggle with in their plants, in, especially in diagnosing and troubleshooting plant problems. So this is the meat of the episode, if you will. The first one is yellowing leaves. So yellowing leaves can mean all sorts of issues. Typically, it has a problem. Typically, it indicates something is wrong with its growing conditions. Um, but it can also be other things like pests or disease or just the natural cycle of growth. Um, because part of that cycle of growth is death. And that's just kind of the way of things. No leaf on your plant is going to live forever. It's going to probably drop some and grow new ones. It's just how it happens. But more often than not yellowing leaves in the uh, houseplant situation is issues with light and then water and then root health. And because we know that the problem is typically over or under a watering and light conditions play a huge role in that. So start with light, then feel the soil. And typically the answers from those two questions will solve the problem before you even get into root growth. Um, a drainage hole is going to of course affect the moisture levels of it so number two and number three of water and root health are going to go really hand in hand um but if you're getting new growth with yellow leaves this is an indication of root rot more than likely and that's probably caused by too little sun and too much water for far too long and then it also indicates improper drainage so all of your plants should be potted in a pot with a drainage hole i hope you see how much i really want to hammer in the need for a drainage hole and if you have a plant that you really want to pot in this beautiful ceramic pot that doesn't have a drainage hole, you can either drill a hole in the bottom if, as long as you have the right tools or plant it in a plastic nursery pot and use that, that pot as like a cover pot called a cash pot. But okay, so yellowing leaves. Typically it has something to do with watering problems and insufficient light based on the water it's receiving. So evaluate light first, feel the soil. Is it dry? Probably too little water. Is it wet? Probably too much water based on the light conditions. So bump it up to a little bit more light and give it a little bit of water. Make sense? Okay, let's move on to brown tips. So brown tips on your plants, which is something we see a lot in spider plants, for example, truthfully aren't enough of a problem to diagnose a plant. Nothing is probably wrong. Your plant's likely just fine. Um, but let's take a second. Do you see any other warning signs like yellowing leaves or dropping leaves? Do you see signs of pests? If you look at houseplants, in their native environment, so tropical plants or any plant outdoors, you are going to see plants in prime growing conditions that have brown tips. It's just the way plants grow. Like it's just going to happen. It's nothing to be fearful of. If it really bothers you, you can cut off some of those like crinkly brown tips, but be mindful because if you cut into the green, it's just gonna scab over and make more brown. So just cut off the brown as close as you can to the beginning where the brown meets the green. Um, and just to reduce it a little bit so it's not um, the very first thing that you see. Okay, so that's brown tips. On to tip burn or brown splotches on the outsides of your leaves. So this looks very different than just a plain old crinkly brown tip on your, like on your spider plant. These brown splotches on the edge of the leaf can indicate a really severe water problem or that the plant was burned by too much fertilizer. It can also mean a whole slew of other things, but those are the things that I have seen most common, commonly connected with these kinds of warning signs. Um, so just make sure you're using fertilizer correctly and then make sure that you, your plant has good drainage, that the water is right, feel those soils, assess the lighting. Are you seeing why all three of these steps are so, so important? 
So we're going to dive into the next one, which is pests. The pests I see people have the most problem with are fungus gnats. So they're like these little black flies and they look a lot like fruit flies, but they're, they are called fungus flies. They eat, um, eat away your plant. And the problem is truly the larva, but I do have an entire episode on fungus gnats, also called fungus flies, same pest, just different names. Um, I have an, an episode back on fungus flies for you because they're a really, 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 really common problem. And it's super easy to assess this problem and to be able to fix it. So if you head back to episode number 27, I have all of the steps that you need to get rid of fungus gnats. They truthfully aren't anything you really need to stress out about, but you should take some steps forward to get rid of them. They're more annoying than anything else, but those little larvae will eat away at the roots and that's where the true problem lies because they um, they won't kill your plant immediately, but eventually they'll become just out of, out of control. So do take some steps forward, but don't panic. And then for all other pests, I have another episode for you, episode number 26 on fighting houseplant pests 101 because there are a few steps that I do to remove any pest before I even dive deeper into that specific kind of pest and this episode is packed with goodness, episode number 26 and I'll have links to all of these episodes that I'm referring to in the show notes for you Um, but that's going to be a really great resource for you if you're struggling with pests. So finally, I want to talk about dropping leaves. So Leaf dropping, again, is something that we should come to a slow diagnosis about. Like, don't panic. It might not be anything, but it might be something. So let's look into it. So a plant will prioritize newer growth that's closest to the light source over old mature growth. And this is because light is the catalyst for photosynthesis. So knowing that, we can start by evaluating light conditions. And if your leaf, if your plant is dropping leaves and it's in good life conditions, then we move on to water. Is it getting too much water for the light conditions that is in or for that species of plant? Does the pot have a drainage hole? Because dropping leaves is a very common thing that plants will do when it has too much or too little of a resource, usually too much of a resource, like too much water, and it just can't handle it all, and it tries to drop some, it just drops some of those leaves. Um, And so starting by assessing light and then assessing water is going to be really, really beneficial. And then, of course, onto root root, root health. Clearly, I get real worked up about this because I'm feeling a little bit out of breath here. Love talking about some houseplant warning signs, apparently. Um, But another common thing that can happen is just regular old life cycle stuff. Like a plant will typically just drop leaves because it's done without leaf. Like it's served its purpose, it's moved on. A really common plant, house plant that does that are Dracaenas. They will always yellow after a period of lots of growth. They drop those lower few leaves and that's normal. That's just what it does because if it kept them all on, it would grow like a bush unless like a, I don't know, a little tree looking plant, right? You follow? Those are all super sciencey formal words for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and then the last thing to consider when plant is dropping leaves is, did it have a big shift in growing conditions? Like, for example, did you just repot it or bring it home from the nursery? A lot of times when a plant isn't really acclimated to an environment well or there's a big shift in environment, like say you suddenly started running the AC all day when before you weren't, um, and that temperature change can stress the plant out and it will drop leaves. Or a big 
change in environment before it's had the chance to really acclimate it, it might drop those leaves. But in that situation, it will always drop the lower leaves and will rarely drop the higher leaves because those newer leaves are the ones that are closer to the light source and it's going to prioritize that growth. So if you're seeing it drop a few leaves in the bottom, don't panic. Just be patient with your plant. But if it keeps dropping leaves and dropping leaves and dropping leaves and you can't figure out like light is fine, water's fine, the, the root health is really good, it has a drainage hole, all those things are in check, then it's time to start looking for pest problems and heading back to episode number 26 for all of those pest information. Looking for little tiny webbings between leaves, looking for tiny little white worms on the leaves or flies. Like you will be able to see a sign of a pest pretty easily because most pests are visible to the eye um, with the exception of spider mites are a common houseplant pest that aren't visible to the eye, but they leave little tiny webbings all over your plant. And so you'll be able to see little spider webbings everywhere. Whew, that was a lot, right? Okay, let's do a really, really fast review. So when you assess problems with your houseplants, when you're trying to diagnose what's going on, start with light and then water and then root health. And truly working through those things and just to make sure that all of its growing conditions are in check and that it's growing well is the best place to start. So I'm excited because within Get Planty Houseplant Foundations, I am breaking down each one of these elements like light and watering and root health and getting even more specific in that so that you can be really confident that you're providing the right kind of growing conditions for your houseplant. I am so excited. I'm revamping a lot of the course. I'm redesigning it. I'm adding a ton of really, really great new content. And if you were following along when I was working on my book, Becoming Planty, which I stopped working on for a time at minimum, who knows, maybe I'll work on it again later. But I'm repurposing a lot of that content from Becoming Planty into the course and I'm improving it like upon that book content that I had already had written tenfold. This course truly I'm really really proud of. I honestly don't think I've ever been quite so proud of a product and so I'm going to talk about it a lot because when you're really proud of something you just can't help but talk about it right? So if you want to get on the wait list for Get Planty Houseplant Foundations course it should come out at the end of the summer is my goal but I really want to make sure I'm prioritizing perfection over being done in this situation. Like I really want this course to be outstanding for you and I want you to be able to walk through this course and be excited about each lesson, about each assignment, be excited about what you're learning and ignite within you just a real passion for nature and for things that grow because that is my heart in creating this course, Get Planty and truthfully in my entire business. But I digress. If you want to jump on the wait list, you can do that at dustyheggie.com slash get dash planty. And my wait list is getting pretty big and I'm only letting 50 people in on the course um, this time around. And then I'm going to close those doors for a few months. And because I want to be able to walk through with all the students who are coming in, even though it's self-paced, I want to be really accessible to answer questions and to work with you guys. Plus I have some really incredible new bonuses, like an exclusive community and a whole bunch more of that. If you jump on the waitlist, you're going to learn more about each one of these bonuses and more about the curriculum and the content that I'll be covering. Okay. DustyHaggy.com slash get dash planty. And then finally, don't forget to take advantage of that free houseplant quiz because maybe you're not quite sure if you want to join the course yet. Um, taking this quiz is a really great place to start to give yourself a good boost of houseplant confidence, find the right plant for you and for your home. And when you take the quiz, I'm going to send you a few follow-up emails on how to keep that specific plant alive. And I even have an email based on your quiz results that pairs you with a few other plants that I think you might find a little bit more fun or maybe it might be a better suit for your personality or your style or whatever. 
because there's not really a one plant fits all kind of answer and it's not like a magic genie quiz, but it is a whole bunch of fun. So head to dustyheggy.com slash quiz. And again, I have all of this information in the show notes. I am over the moon grateful for each and every one of you for being here and for growing well right alongside me. I am working towards a goal of getting to 20,000 listens. So right now I'm at, last I checked, I'm at 13.5,000. And once I reach 20,000, I'm gonna be doing a gigantic giveaway. And as my prize to myself, uh, Brian and I are gonna head to the nursery and I get to pick out a big, gigantic, beautiful plant. So I'm not quite sure which one I'm gonna get yet, but oh, you better believe I am excited for it. So if you can do me a favor and help me reach this goal by sharing this, episode with somebody who you think might really love to learn more about plants and dive deeper in their relationship with Christ and learn how to grow well and recognize that growing well isn't a perfect beautiful process but growing well is a process that takes trial and error it takes intentionality and man wouldn't it be great if that process could be fun and so that is my goal for you guys that is my goal for this business and I can't wait to see what God has in store for me so thank you so much for being here thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and thank you thank you thank you for taking part in what I'm doing. I'm over the top grateful. Okay, I'm done gushing about this. It's just that you guys are really great, right? Right, okay. Have a great week of growing well and maybe get a little planty.